Murder on the Music Scene has rebranded. We are now going by the name Mysterious-ish. Join us for Season 2 of Mysterious-ish, where we will be discussing conspiracy theories such as time travel and aliens. Season 2 premieres March 22nd with two new episodes. Murder on the Music Scene contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Murder on the Music Scene, the podcast where a music educator and a music enthusiast discuss the deaths of musicians and the mysteries surrounding them. I'm Caitlin. I'm Erica. And today we are going to be discussing the death of Brian Jones. So not going to lie, I did not know who Brian Jones was, and I definitely had no idea that he was in the Rolling Stones. So (laughs) can I tell you something? Yeah. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Great. I'm so glad we're on the same page here. (laughs) Okay. So before we get into Brian's life and death, um, we have some business to take care of. So we are recording this the week of our premiere. It's been a couple days since we aired our Kurt Cobain episode. And we just want to take the time to thank everybody for the support that we have been given this week. Um, It's amazing to see so many people supporting this um, wild idea. For real. That we've had. We just kind of brought it up and now it's happening. And I'm excited. I am too. I I hope it like, I don't know, goes far. I know. I can't wait i can't wait for this to actually become like a thing right i'm really excited for it so anyways um thank you guys for everything um we just want to remind you to subscribe to our patreon at uh, murder on the music scene there are three different tiers that you can donate at we have a three dollar tier a ten dollar tier and a twenty dollar tier on patreon and that is um twenty dollar whatever you pay a month okay and you get bonus um content such as bloopers which we have a lot of because apparently we are not technological geniuses and we've had a lot of technological difficulties it's okay specifically on this episode everything's fine (laughs) Ah. hey is my mic unmuted yeah, the mic's unmuted okay, now. Cool, cool, Finally. Cool, cool, cool. Just just Okay, we good. Letting we you know that I recorded basically that whole intro with the mic muted. So everything's great. We're doing fine here at Murder on the Music Scene. So, um, also another order of business. Um one of our Instagram followers named Jennifer um corrected us on Courtney Love's band name. Um it is Hole, not Holes like the Shia LaBeouf movie. <laughs> one singular hole um and thank you jennifer for correcting us yes uh listeners if there is ever a thing that we mess up and you realize they messed up email us message us on facebook or instagram or comment on something let us know we want to make sure that all of our information is correct we do the best with our research but obviously not all sources are exactly perfect prime example of this uh, the whole first episode i truly believed that kurt 
Cobain had died in 1993 instead of 1994. So I like recorded the whole episode and as I'm editing, I like went through one of my sources and saw that it said 94 and I was like, oh, this source is wrong. I was like, he died in 93. And then I <laughs> Googled it cause I was second guessed myself and thank God I did. So I Googled it and it was like, no, he died in 1994. And I was like, shit. <laughs> I messaged Erica and I was like, I was like, girl, I effed up. He died in 94, not 93. What do I do? <laughs> so anyways, I re-recorded those sections where I said 93 instead of 94, but it's fine. We're doing our best here. We're learning and thank you for being patient with us. Anyways, shall we get on to Mr. Brian Jones? Oh, please. I would love to hear about him. All right, so I'm just gonna start this out by saying that uh, Brian Jones was kind of a man whore. Okay. So just prepare for that. Okay, so Lewis Brian Hopkins Jones, because he was English, so he has 16,000 names. That makes, that, that plays out. Lewis Brian Hopkins Jones was born on February 28th of 1942 in Gloucestershire, England. <laughs> Gloucestershire. There we go. Gloucestershire. That's like Worcestershire. Or Worcestershire. Anyways, what the hell, England? Get get your shit together and come up with better town names. Thanks. I swear they just like literally throw random syllables together to make well, whatever hey, town hey, name hey, they hey. want. At least they're unique. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh-huh. It's not like a boring town names, I guess. Like... Hey, Indiana has French Lick, so... What? You've never heard that? No. There's a town in Indiana called French Lick. We also have Santa Claus, so like... Oh yeah, that's true. I don't want to hear it. We have some interesting town names. Mm. Just not where we live. Yeah, you're right. Everything around here sucks, but... Yeah. Okay, so anyways, back to uh, Brian Jones here. <laughs> So his mom's name was Louisa Beatrice Jones. Uh, she was a piano teacher. And his dad's name was Louis Blount Jones. If y'all could stop. So listen, we got a better mic. And um, thank you, Tyler, for letting us use your mic. But the uh, downside of having a better mic means that we need to soundproof everything. So anyways, donate to our Patreon so we can soundproof our room that we're recording in. <laughs> anyways, sorry, lots of um, distractions today. So his mom was Louisa and his dad was Louis. Okay. Um, his dad was an aeronautical engineer, but he also enjoyed music. So that's why Brian Jones was so into music. Brian had two younger sisters, Pamela and Barbara. Barbara! <laughs> yeah. I love the name Barbara so these, much. These are unfortunate names. They're very like 1940s names. So poor little Pam died when she was two years old from leukemia. So um, I read that basically like his parents were obviously heartbroken from her death. And then they just like sort of neglected the other two children. So... The Jones family was a middle-class family, so Brian went to pretty good schools as a kid. Um, one that he went to was called Cheltenham Grammar School for Boys. Cheltenham. Mm -hmm. Love that. 
Um, he played badminton and enjoyed diving, which is the most British thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, he also became first chair clarinet in the orchestra. So, <laughs> hi Loki. <laughs> So Jones led a pretty normal childhood aside from his development of asthma when he was four years old, which was caused by a disease called croup. 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 That's what that's what that just reminded me of. Okay, I'm done. So I said that he went to some pretty good schools as a kid, but I just want to make, I just want to quote this paragraph from a website called Wiki Zero because the wording is like hilarious to me. So here it is. Jones was able to perform well in exams despite a lack of academic effort. However, he found school regimented and disliked the school uniforms and conformism in general. He angered teachers with his behavior, though he was popular with others in his class. He angered teachers with his behavior. If that's not the like epitome phrase of teaching, I don't know what is. <laughs> Anyways, I love my job. I don't know why that was so funny to me. Just the fact that he was like book smart and never had to study for any of his tests, which I totally relate to. I got to college and was like, whoa, excuse me, I have to study. What is study? How do study help? <laughs> help. <laughs> Anyways, so Brian like was always interested in music, but mostly jazz he was interested in. So he convinced his parents to buy him a saxophone which he probably picked up pretty easily because he had already played the clarinet and like the fingerings are pretty similar on both of those instruments because they're both woodwinds. Mm, look at me using my music education degree. <laughs> Anyways, he also eventually convinced them to buy him an acoustic guitar. So he began playing in local blues and jazz clubs while also working odd jobs, which he stole money from in order to buy cigarettes. So me too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so he would steal money from these places to go and buy cigarettes and then he would get fired. Obviously, you can't steal money from your place of employment. Why would dummy? <laughs> Duh. So all right, here we go. Now we're getting into the juicy stuff. Are you ready for this? Hold on. <clears throat> Let me hold on to my seat real quick. Hold on to your to your ass. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so when Brian was 17, he knocked up a girl named Valerie. So he tried to convince her to have an abortion, but she didn't, which not a good look for you, Brian Jones. Mm -hmm. Her body, her choice, you can just eat glass. So she gave birth to a baby boy named Barry David. Um, <laughs> Barry David. Yeah, so British. She did end up placing baby Barry up for adoption. Um, no. Brian dropped out of school out of disgrace. He was just so disappointed in himself. And then he decided to just travel the countryside with just him and his guitar. When he ran out of money, he returned home, obviously, because mommy and daddy were rich and they were always gonna give him whatever he wanted. I'm not bitter. So in November of 1959, Brian knocked up yet another woman, except she was married. This was the result of a one night stand. Mm -hmm. uh, this woman and her husband raised a baby girl, Belinda. Little what? Belinda. Isn't Belinda? Belinda. That's so cute. I love it. So I Brian- love, I love awkward names like that. Like to me, that's like an awkward, because it sounds like Melinda. And then people are like, whenever she says, hey, my name's, my name's Belinda. In her in her British accent, it might actually yeah, it be won't. like okay. Belinda. But like over here in America, Belinda. What I say, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> people 
her out of me like, excuse Melinda? me. No, it's Belinda. <laughs> Belinda, listen. Belinda. Okay. Uh, so Brian never actually knew about baby Belinda. So good on that husband for like sticking it out with his wife and raising that sweet girl, even though it wasn't his. What a good guy. So... In October of 1961, a woman named Pat Andrews gave birth to Jones's third child. I'm going to... Where's the piece of paper? I'm going to keep... Yeah, y'all, y'all keep in tally of this. That's three. <laughs> Number three. So, um, this baby's name was Julian Mark. Um, apparently, Brian sold his record collection to buy clothes for the baby they called Mark, as well as flowers for Pat. Aw, so sweet. So sweet. Just kidding. <laughs> So, he um, was never a great father, though. Pat said that he literally only ever paid for rent, but, like, not food for the baby or, like, anything else for baby Mark. Poor baby Mark. So, so far, he only knows about two of his three children. So, after Mark's birth, Brian was traveling back and forth to London on weekends, and this is when he met musician Alexis Corner, with whom he became lifelong friends. Uh, Brian began learning electric guitar, which he would occasionally play with Corner's band, which was called Blues Incorporated. On April 7th, 1962, Keith Richards and the one and only Mick Jagger were sitting in the audience at the Ealing Jazz Club, where Brian was playing with Blues Incorporated. This is when Brian announced that he wanted to start his own group, and he had a very specific lineup in his mind. He, like, really wanted Paul Jones as his lead singer, and I'm assuming that it's because they have the same last name, like Brian and mm. Paul Jones. They could call it, like... The Joneses. The they're, Joneses. They're really jonesing for something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was really dumb. You. Why does anybody <laughs> listen to this podcast? Okay. So um, this did eventually happen. So Paul Jones eventually joined Brian. But Paul Jones dropped out of the band pretty quickly. I don't really know why. He just like dipped. He was like, nah, I don't want it anymore. Mm. This is fine. So, uh, Brian finally let Keith Richards and Mick Jagger in. Um, they brought along their bassist, Dick Taylor. <laughs> um, this band that d didn't really have a name yet went through a ton of members before finally settling on Mick Jagger as their singer. Keith Richards on lead guitar, Bill Wyman on bass, and Charlie Watts on drums. Uh, Brian played instruments occasionally, but he mostly acted as their as their manager at first. Um, when I say instruments, I mean this dude did not have a set instrument. He wasn't like always on keyboard or always on guitar. He literally played every instrument under the sun. He was like a musical prodigy. It was kind of amazing. Hmm. They said he felt comfortable playing almost every instrument. So he played harmonica, recorder, sitar, dulcimer, marimba, saxophone, harpsichord, literally every like strange instrument in any Rolling Stones song was Brian. Wow. So the band's original name was Rollin' Stones, like without the G, but the G eventually got added later. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because they're the real Gs. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? It was it was the sixties. No, it wasn't. Was it? It was the sixties. It was the sixties. You know what? They it were was... doing like a lot of acid and tripping out. So. <laughs> 
Dude, I wish we were like the 60s. Gosh dang. It was the 60s in England. So like yeah. Beatles, were, the Beatles and were shrooms. pretty big. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, this was honestly the time, what is it called? Like English, the English takeover in the United the, States? I think it was the British, British takeover. takeover. Yeah. The British takeover in the United States. That's, that's this time period. Which, thank you. Yeah. Honestly. Freaking chef kiss. What would we do without the Beatles? Hey. Jude. Okay, don't don't <laughs> copyright us. Just kidding, I'm kidding. Okay. Anyways, back to Pat and Baby Mark. When the Rolling Stones started to make it big, their manager told Brian that he would not was not to be seen with Pat and Mark. And he agreed to it. Dick. That's not cool. No. Um, he was basically never involved in the baby's life. Um, Pat even said that after the band made it big, uh, Brian was very distant and didn't seem to want to be involved. He was just like, okay, I'll buy clothes for him for the first week of his life and then I want nothing to do with him. Bye. (laughs) So that's real shitty. So, in 1963, Brian began a relationship with a woman named Linda. And can you take a guess what's gonna happen next? Did he have his fourth fucking kid? Sure did! With so, a name with a girl named Belinda? Yeah. <laughs> Belinda! But he he doesn't know about Belinda. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so on July 23rd, 1964, Linda gave birth to Brian's fourth child. Uh his name was Julian Bryan. So we have Julian Mark and Julian Bryan. And then we have Barry David, who was the first one, and, and Belinda, who he doesn't know about. So he really likes the name Julian. He has two ch- two childrens, <laughs> two childrens, two childs. Children. Children. I can't <laughs> words. That's fine. Two children named Julian. So, King Julian. Okay. All right. Okay. So we've got... <laughs> I just got, right. I just heard what you said and registered it. <laughs> what is happening? Okay. So Brian's fourth child was named Julian Brian. But wait, there's more. Okay, welcome to our infomercial. Uh, there was another woman who he would occasionally sleep with. Oh named dear God. Dawn. Her name was Dawn. Right. Okay. She became pregnant with his baby. I'm gonna leave. Uh-huh. Bye. <laughs> I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> we're done. This is over. Episode three. We're just done. So um Dawn told Brian and the Rolling Stones manager that she was pregnant with his baby. So she then received a check to keep her mouth shut and not announce it to the press. Okay. Uh-huh. Because God forbid the world knows about this guy's like whoring around and sleeping with 16 different women at one freaking time, which like usually do you and I don't care, like whatever y'all want to do with your lives, do it. But be involved in your children's life. Don't be a freaking Mm. deadbeat dad. That's so shitty. Anyways, I'm getting off my soapbox. So this guy has five kids by five different women and basically has nothing to do with any of them. Mm -hmm. So this is fine. But uh, I'm just saying that if a woman has five kids by five different men, she's automatically labeled a slut. True. Yeah. So that is a true thing. Double standards, man. I tell you, I cannot. So anyways, I'll leave that topic alone. Um, The Rolling Stones released their first album titled The Rolling Stones classic in 1964 um it was number one on the uk charts for like 12 weeks which like that's four 
That's three months. I'm not a math teacher, guys. I'm a music teacher, and there's a reason for it. <laughs> three months, they were number one on the UK charts. Yeah. So in 1965, they released their second album. Guess what it was called? Number two. Yeah, The Rolling Stones, number two. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> they were so original with their names. What is this? It's like? All the acid. Oh my god, I guess. Okay, but we will get to the acid. Like, just wait. Hold on. What? Hold on. Okay, so this, maybe not the acid, but the drugs. We'll get there. Okay. okay. So this album also stayed at number one on the charts for quite some time. Uh, they released five more albums in three years. And my favorite one was titled Their Satanic Majesty's Request. Uh-huh. Super edgy. What? Wait, can you say that name again? Their, mm-hmm. like T-H-E-I-R, yep. Their Satanic Majesty's Request. No, listen, which one was it that just had something to do with Satanism again? It was definitely Mia Zapata. What's up with that? I, well, Mia was understandable because... The Illuminati's fucking real. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, a small conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Okay, so, and also, like, pumping out five albums in three years, that's a lot. They were hard at work. So, um, Brian is super rich and famous now, like he always wanted, Um, but, here we go, this is what I said we were going to get to, he became super wrapped up in, take a guess, drugs. Uh, Drugs. (laughs) It's always drugs. Drugs and alcohol, because Mm -hmm. he was, like, traveling a lot, and he had, like, no privacy now. Like, yeah, boy, that's what happens when you get famous. Are you ready? Are you ready to not have any privacy, Erica? We're about to have no privacy. (laughs) No. I like privacy. (laughs) I do, too. I don't think we'll get that famous. It'll be fine. It'll be all right. So, this new addiction caused him to not be able to play the millions of instruments like he used to be able to. Um, And he was not making any significant contributions to the band like he previously had been. So, um, everybody's pissed at him because he's, like, basically worthless at this point. And they replaced him with um, a guitarist named Mick Taylor. So, we have Mick Jagger and Mick Mick. Taylor. But we also have Dick Taylor. Now, listen here. (laughs) Y'all need to get new names. Change them. Make them stage names. So the band kicked him out on June 8th. They like went over to his house and they were like, listen, bro, this ain't working. Bye. Kicked him out. June 8th, 1969. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a child. Fast forward to July 3rd, 1969. So like less than a month after he had been kicked out, Brian Jones was found motionless and unconscious at the bottom of his pool. When the doctors arrived, he was pronounced dead at the scene. And his death was labeled an accidental, quote unquote, death by misadventure. I want to be labeled as a death by misadventure. That sounds like fun. What would be a death by misadventure for us? Me staring at the horses that are running around the fields while I'm driving. Yeah, that sounds about right. Death by misadventure. Boom. Got it. Mine would probably be something like that too. Like every time I see a puppy. Puppy. Yeah. You're like walking across the street and you see a puppy and you get hit by a car. Yeah, it's fine. Death by misadventure. Well, that's pretty morbid, but it's okay. Anyways, so um, he was labeled a death by misadventure, but his liver and his heart were like super enlarged because of the past drug and alcohol abuse. Mm-hmm. Brian's girlfriend at the time, whose name was Anna Wollen, said that they were having a party the day before, but they're like 
a bunch of conflicting reports, and I'm sure Erica will get into it. So, upon learning of Jones's death, Jimi Hendrix dedicated a song to him, and Jim Morrison dedicated, wrote a poem and dedicated it to Brian Jones. Mm. Ironically, both of these musicians died in the next two years at the same age as Brian. That's a little sus. Uh-huh. 27. I'm telling you, the 27 Club is real. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's real. Why is, why 27? But it's real. Anyway, so wait, that's. Ho- wait, hold on. I have a serious question because I was thinking about this. Are you still like an MGK fan? A little bit. Um, how old is he? Do you know? I think he's, oh God, I think he's 27. <laughs> because he has a song. You're right. 27. I love that song, and actually. And his lyrics says, if I don't make it to 27, so I'm a little scared. Oh, okay. he's 31. He's 31. Oh, my man. He's 31. We're good. Okay. He's past it. Wow, he's 31. He was only born in 1990. That's wild. Okay, Dude, anyways. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> just I was tangents. just really worried from a man's lyrics. Little tangents. <laughs> okay. So I think like there are definitely some musicians like I think Halsey is coming up on 27 and that makes me so sad. Oh God, she's going to be 27 this year. Oh, but she's pregnant. She's having a baby. Don't take my girl Halsey. I love her so much. Okay. This is not an episode about MGK or Halsey, (laughs) but it's fine. Okay. So after after Brian died, the Rolling Stones held a free concert on July 5th. So Brian was found on July 3rd, and on July 5th, the Rolling Stones, without Brian Jones, had... Well, that rhymed. <laughs> Anyways, they had a free concert. Um, this concert was, like, originally supposed to be to introduce their new guitarist. Um, what was his name? Mick Taylor. Yeah, Mick Taylor. But they turned it into a tribute concert for Brian. Uh, Mick Jagger read a poem, and the stagehands released a hundred white butterflies. Mm-hmm. And the band opened with one of Jones's favorite songs, which was called "I'm Yours and I'm Hers" by Johnny Winter. I don't know that song, so anyways, I'm sure that was a really sad concert, but also probably pretty amazing because the Rolling mm-hmm. Stones were actually getting shit done without Brian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. Anyways, so fun fact, um, before he was buried, Brian's hair was bleached and his body was buried 10 feet deep instead of six feet deep in order to prevent grave robbers from exhuming his casket and like stealing shit. Cause he was probably buried, he was rich and like famous. He was literally probably buried with so much like jewelry. True, right? So. I don't know, I guess if you dig a 10 foot deep grave, it's gonna be less, like they're gonna be less likely to dig it up because I don't know. Who wants to dig 10 feet, I guess. Who wants to dig six six feet? feet. Yeah, yeah, Who wants to dig anything at all? I mean, I hope their whole purpose wasn't like, oh, well, someone's gonna dig six foot deep and realize that he's not here, ha ha ha, because now that's just out. (laughs) The cat is out of the bag. (laughs) People are gonna dig 10 feet, you know? So I hope that wasn't their thinking at the time. Yeah. Because, I don't know. I feel like if someone was determined enough, they would do it. Probably not at this rate because boy's been dead for like 50 years. Yeah. So probably not a good idea. He's probably really decomposed and super disgusting. Zero out of 10. Do not recommend. Bill Wyman and Charlie Watts were the only members of Rolling Stones to attend Brian's funeral. Um, Mick Jagger and his like girlfriend, fiance, wife thing. I don't remember who it was. They were like traveling. But as far as I read, Mick Jagger did not 
regret not going to Brian's funeral, which that's a little shitty, but who am I to judge? Anyways, he's super rich and famous and I'm not, so I guess I can't say anything. Anyway, so last little bit here. So this guy was extremely problematic and like the biggest scandal ever. Five kids by five different women. Boy, keep mm-hmm. it in your pants. Or like take care of your children. Either keep it in your pants or take care of your kids. That's that's all it is. But he did create one of the most influential bands in the rock scene. So like, I guess thanks for that. Uh, we can appreciate what he did without idolizing his shitty character. And that's Brian Jones. Erica. And that is it. Thanks for coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> See y'all in two weeks. Bye. No, no, <laughs> Just no, kidding. No. Okay. All right, Erica, get us into some conspiracy theories here. So my man, Brian Jones. Let me tell you this right now. Everyone did it. Everyone like, did it. <laughs> Everyone fucking it's not, did it. It's not it. like Kurt Cobain where it was just Courtney Love. Yeah. It's the whole world did yeah, it. Yeah, it's the whole world. So, as you said earlier, Brian died by a misadventure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have this little bit from this article that says, The coroner declared Brian's death a misadventure by drowning while under the influence of drugs and alcohol. Articles say new people come forward every year saying the drowning was suspicious and wish for the case to be overturned. Mm. Even his daughter, Barbara, told Sky News... His daughter, Barbara? Or... It said Barbara. I don't know why. Because of what your bio said about him. His sister, Barbara? That's weird. So, see, this, this is see, what I mean. Yeah, not this, all sources are correct. Yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it was his sister, Bar- Barbara, told Sky News, I think he was murdered. Oof. So here's a few things from this article that I was reading that I found very interesting. Let's hear them. So some people think it was the handyman. Ooh. Right. So the handyman's name was Frank Thor- Thorogood? What? Yeah. <laughs> England. Do better. <laughs> so Frank and his girlfriend Janet were actually staying at the house of Brian when like this whole thing happened. Like oh. the drowning and everything. They were the ones that actually discovered his body floating in the pool. And it was said that Frank would throw parties at the house and like feed off the attention that like he was getting off of Brian, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that then. Yeah, right. And then on the day of the death, apparently Frank and Brian were arguing over money that Frank was owed from Brian. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes sense, though, because I feel like normally, sorry to stereotype, but normally drug addicts are, like, not great at remembering that they're supposed to pay someone. Right. Honestly, Frank Boy was probably a little justified in that right right let's see and someone said that there was actually like rough housing in the pool and maybe frank just held brian's head like under a little too long you know like, right by... but wouldn't there be witnesses if that were the case because they're having a party because, i mean no 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 like i don't think i don't know i'm sorry i'm super confused but like all that i know is that frank and janet were there who is janet the his girlfriend frank's Oh, Frank's girlfriend. Yeah, okay, sorry. I was like, wait, his girl, Brian's girlfriend's name was Anna. Okay, okay, so Anna and Brian, Frank and Janet. Damn it, Janet, go for it. Damn it, Janet. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> but um, they were rough-housing in the pool. But you know what's really weird? Hmm. Brian's body showed no signs of struggle. Hmm. So like... 
That's why there's so many, like, conspiracies on his death. Because, like... Yeah. Okay, but if he was, like, on drugs at that precise moment, mm-hmm. he probably wouldn't have been able to struggle. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. But, so there's this guy named Tom Keelock, and he claimed that Frank made a deathbed confession. <gasps> it was me that did it. I just finally snapped. <laughs> That's spooky. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. All right, so Frank did it. So Frank did it. <laughs> but so here's here's another one. So my man, my man's Tom Keylock. Okay. That I just said about the deathbed confession. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He comes back into the picture. Okay. Which kind of makes Welcome sense. Welcome back, uh, Tom. So, I mean, kind of makes sense that he was a suspect. Tom was. Yes. What? Tom was a suspect because, like, what if he did do it and just blamed it on? Poor old Frank. Right, because Frank's on his deathbed. Boy, he can't know? defend himself. Yeah, exactly. He's the like. If anyone wants to know what he looks like, he's the one that made an appearance in Play with Fire as Bob Dylan's driver on his 1966 tour in the UK. So if you want to know what he looks like there. But he was the fixer for the rock group and was called to the scene the night of Jones's death to try and keep quiet of the situation. And so there's this music writer by the name of I'm going to call you Jeffrey. Don't know if that's how it is, but I'm going to call you Jeffrey. Is it the weird form of Jeffrey that's G-E-O? Yes. Jeffrey. We're going to go with Jeffrey. It's British Jeffrey. Jeffrey. (laughs) Is that a British accent? Is that what that was? (laughs) So bad. Jeffrey. Geoffrey. Geoffrey. Okay. So Jeffrey, who was devoted, who like devoted years of his life studying the conspiracy theories, believes that Keylock grouped a shit ton of people together to put Brian's head like under the water and to make it look like it wasn't a struggle. So like if that was the case, that was a lot of work to like make do with someone. Yeah. You know, like why? Again, like with the whole Kurt Cobain thing, boy was gonna overdose at some point in his life anyways. Why did not why not just wait it out and let him do it himself? Right. Come on. Ugh. Again, welcome to Murder on the Music Scene, where we tell you how to kill people. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. So before I forget, as I was writing this script, I thought of something. Um, so, you know, Brian Jones' girlfriend at the time, Anna, mm-hmm. thought that Frank actually killed him. But also she said that the Rolling Stones management really knows what actually happened to Brian. Well, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That just like blew my mind. Like how- I, okay, maybe we should include, because maybe we should include his like, Brian's reactionary, um, (laughs) reactionary reaction to when he got kicked out. Because it was like, so they got, they kicked him out. The Rolling Stones kicked Brian out. And then he made like a statement, like a public statement about what had happened and basically he said they had artistic differences and that he wanted to start a new band so right okay so here's um some so supposed motives towards his death on like why there might like these people might have been like after him and shit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so as we know brian invented the name the rolling stones but apparently he wanted the rights back to that name oh because he already signed his rights away after and they so kicked him out. yeah and so apparently someone didn't like that and someone may have thought like from either management or i heard i, I saw a conspiracy i didn't really write anything down about it but some people thought it was the other guitarist of the band that might have oh the one that got rid the, of him the one that replaced him um mick taylor yeah that was that boy's name so some people thought it was him so it was one of the mix it was either mick jagger or mick taylor <laughs> okay okay 
Okay, I see you, Mix. <laughs> what kind of name is Mick? I hate it. Oh, I think it's cute. I do not. I think it's cute. I don't like it. I don't I like you. I don't like any boy names. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bitch. You're welcome. <laughs> or like, ooh, ooh. So Keith Richards. So apparently Keith Richards had uh, threatened Brian with a knife earlier that day that he passed. and had What? Yeah, and had ordered Tom to finish the argument. This is just a theory. Were there witnesses to that incident? This is just a theory that has been bunked due to Keith and Brian not seeing each other for some time. Mm. Like, So, I mean, it's been bunked, but I just thought I would add it in there because I was like, oh, well, that's kind of funny. Like, Right. It's just some, I think some people still actually believe that and they don't believe that, you know. It's not true. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, and then my, this one's kind of funny. Um, when, you know, Brian left the Rolling Stones, he made, apparently he recorded like this masterpiece and the Stones heard it and they felt super threatened by it. After he left? Like he recorded yeah. it after? What? Apparently, or maybe before. I don't know. It didn't say, so I'm sorry. But it's I just- probably after. I figured it would be after. Because he was already talking about doing a new, making a new band. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, oh, well, this guy is going to go on up. I did read that somewhere that they were like, again, when I see conspiracy theories, I try to like not read them because I want it to be raw reactions when Erica says these things. But I did read somewhere that like the Rolling Stones were trying to, like they were afraid of what competition he would provide. Right. Because he was so freaking talented at one point in his life. Mm -hmm. And if he would sober up, he could get back to that level of talent. Anyways. All right, and so my favorite, the satanic oh, stuff. Good God, here we go. Let's talk about the sat- satanic theories. Oh my so, God, I can't. The Rolling Stones went through a dark darkness phase. Their satanic majesties. 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 Their Sorry. satanic majesties requested. There's this there's this movie, I can't remember what movie it is, but that's how someone said it. They're like, Majesties. Oh my god, it's probably a stoner movie. <laughs> probably. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay. Anyway, what Caitlin said. <laughs> Their mad wait, oh god. Their satanic, satanic majesties, majesties requested. requested. So this is so dumb, but it was said that Brian was killed as a ritual sacrifice. The evidence, yeah. yeah, the evidence is in his last photo shoot with the Rolling Stones, which became their out al- their album cover for uh, "Through the Past Darkly." Brian's image is just shattered in the back cover where the mirror cracks. He is also in the right bottom of the five pointed star the band is laying on. Yeah, I didn't look it up because I feel like we should experience it together. That makes no sense. Okay, let's look up this album cover. What was it called? Through Through the Past Darkly. Through the Past Darkly. See? Yeah, okay. Okay, we will post these pictures on the website. So this is... Ew. (laughs) Fuck. Why does that look like Owen Wilson? Look at the nose. Maybe you're right. It looks like his brother. What's his brother's <laughs> name? <laughs> okay, anyways, we will post these pictures, but that's what, that's, yeah, that's so weird. Anyways, go to the blog to figure out what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, okay, so anyways. And that's, lastly, the royal family, of course. Excuse, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Queen, yes, the queen had Brian Jones murdered. Well, apparently this won't be... Maybe that was the first time she got accused, and apparently it's not the last. But what? It was no, I'm just kidding. It was by someone else. 
It was rumored he was killed for having a secret affair with Princess Margaret. How scandalous. Wow. I'm telling you, this guy was like the epitome of scandal in the mm-hmm. 1960s. Like, he is the biggest scandal. Yeah. My man's Brian. Off with his head is what the queen said. I guess so. So. <laughs> Anyways. Don't fuck so, with the queen. So I have my opinions. The queen. But- what? You never heard that? The queen. <laughs> you never heard of No. What is that from? You know the way. Oh, okay. 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 I've heard that. Because Luke always used to say, yeah. do you know the way? Yeah. I do know that. That was like last summer that they wouldn't shut up with that. I know. He's annoying. I love him. It wasn't even just Luke, though. It was literally our whole friend group. Like all of the guys. Dylan kept doing it. All of the boys were doing it, and it was really annoying. Joseph. Joseph was really bad about it. The oh, way. <laughs> I hate it. But they're going to love this part. Y- y'all are welcome. Yeah, shout out to our whole friend group. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have my opinions, but which which one, like, what do you think happened? Um, I'm going to have to go with my man, Frank. I mean, yeah. he did say he did it, so why would, you, why would you do that, Frank? Yeah. Honestly, I think it was Frank. He had, like, means opportunity and motivation like Mm -hmm. i super bet it was frank i don't think i think the only way that he could have like accidentally died that day i really think like he would have to be super super messed up on whatever he was on i don't even think they said like because don't i mean usually you read about someone and they're like oh yeah this is what they had in their system yeah i don't know that they did a toxicology report surprisingly i didn't see any of that on brian did they have toxicology stuff like that in the 60s probably not if they didn't i feel really dumb right now yeah i'm they might not have i don't know if they don't can we just someone (laughs) someone someone let us know one of our listeners let us know if they had um they're gonna be like you're so fucking dumb i'm sorry we are doing our best we are not autopsy technicians okay nor are we history buffs we're just podcasters okay cut us a break barely yeah barely Barely. this is episode three guys cut us some slack anyways i i do i think it was also frank also like it's either always the husband slash significant other or the maid slash handyman like Mm -hmm. it's always someone who was living with him yeah it's always someone who is close to the person Mom, who died. Man, Frank, why would you do him like that? Yeah, come on, Frank. Or it could have been one of the Rolling Stones members. Yeah, that's very plausible too. Pa- plausible too. Plausible. I don't know. All right. Well, that's all we have for you today. So uh, come back in about two weeks, and we will have another twenty-seven club murderer. Uh, sorry, murderer. No. <laughs> Not 27 club murder or murderer, a 27 club death that we will unleash the mysteries of. So, yes. Um, don't forget to subscribe to Patreon. Please give us money. Just kidding. Please. But honestly, we would love it if you would pay us. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and um, Twitter mm-hmm. at MOTMS Podcast, at Mom's Podcast, yeah. as one of our friends thought that it was m-o-t-m-s podcast for facebook twitter and instagram okay Mm -hmm. all right thank you guys so much 
And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Murder on the Music Scene. Our cover art and our music and editing is done by Caitlin Anderson. Check out our website at murderonthemusicscene.com and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Murder on the Music Scene. If you have suggestions or comments, email us at murderonthemusicscene at gmail.com. All of our episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you would like to support us, you can become a patron on Patreon. Just search Murder on the Music Scene or use the link on our website. Make sure to join us next time for another conspiracy-filled episode of Murder on the Music Scene.